Hi, Ted. Hey, Grayson. Welcome to the Boot and Hearth podcast. Uh, we've got a lot to cover. We missed last week. Um, that is mainly because both of us had work week work weeks from hell. Um, but Ted has been uh, doing some some quality work on his end, uh, sitting on a porch at the beach, doing absolutely fucking nothing. Um, how how how's life been for you? How how hard has that been? It's been uh, it's been real tough, man. I'm Just surprised staying... you're you're here, to be honest. Yeah, you know, I mean, between the hot tub and the beach and the nice dinners and the the wonderful soccer I've been watching and studying, I don't know if I can do it anymore. Honestly, I might have to put out an ad in the paper for a replacement for me as co-host, just because it's been really taxing lately so uh yeah well well i i feel for you on on every level possible brother um 100 um so we are gonna talk about we've we've broken this up into we got some two big time we got some two big big things to cover and then we got we got a, a bunch of little stuff in the middle uh yeah, yeah. So, um <laughs> we should get started. All right. So, we've got two crisis clubs for the price of one, okay? So keep that in mind. Um we're going to start with we're going to talk about three clubs and Ted as we go through this, I want you to keep in mind which ones one you think are most likely to be fired and then two who's most likely not to make Europe. So let's start with the the first uh, crisis club, Manchester United. They have six points from twelve, and I would argue they are extremely lucky to have six points from twelve. Um, how are you feeling about their start to the season? Um, I'm still surprised at how bad they are. Uh, we kind of touched on this, I feel like, a couple of pods ago. Uh, we everybody was thinking these. This, this team was going to be fantastic. Ten Hag was going to kind of pick up where they left off and continue to make them better, and that has just not happened. No. Uh, not at all. Like, at all. So, I I, I don't know. It's tough. Uh, they're not good. <laughs> Bottom line. How, no. how do you feel about it? They're, they're not good. They are a combination of a team that wants to play counterattacking and yet ends up with more possession than a Luis Enrique uh Luis Enrique side. I mean they just they just have they don't know how they want to play and they don't have the midfield to play I think the way that the way that um Ten Hag wants to play and it's just it hasn't worked out. They have not looked good in a single game that they played. They And were... now they've got locker room drama on top of that to be honest. Yes. So. Yes. I mean they were lucky to get points, or they they pulled out points against Nottingham Forest, and they um, really shouldn't have beat Wolves. But yeah, they yeah Ten Hag is is repeated the same line that he's been repeating for the past year and a half, two years I guess. Is it two years? Has he been there two years, or is this his second year? This is his second year. He came in. Was Brentford four yeah, zero think- last year? 
I'm pretty sure here. Let me just let me just. Yeah. So so Ten Hag uh, was asked about Jaden Sancho um, why he wasn't picked for the game, and he said because he's not training well. And Sancho uh, took to Twitter to correct the record. So he has stated that. Um, so Sancho has released a statement essentially calling Ten Hag a bald fraud um, and saying that uh, I've been training really well and I've been very professional. And so I I just have no idea what's going on with that club. Like, this is, this is nuts. I mean, it's... On top of that, the person that's playing in front of Sancho, I think, really is anthony and ant like one let's let's just talk about the on-field stuff real quick sure and then we'll talk about the off-field stuff on field anthony is not that good right uh he's you know he can do really cool spins with the ball ah but he's just (laughs) he's so predictable i mean he's just so mid i wouldn't say this if they didn't pay you know 80 some million for him the but, price I mean, tag come on yeah no i don't think like he's he's flashy he's not he's not anything crazy special though right now at least um and yeah that that 80 million that is a bit steep Yes, I mean they paid a hundred million for Jaden Sancho, so I can't really can't really speak much about that. Has he? Has he even like has Sancho even played like started a significant amount of time for them? No, like he has. I mean, he was sent away to his own private like like fitness camp in the Netherlands, away from training in the middle of the season uh, last year. I'm you know, as sure. you do with promising talents that you you know one day see entering your team on a regular yes. basis right? yes <laughs> um so he's played three matches for 79 minutes this season um last season he played 26 games and played 1600 minutes so I mean that's oh, that's over the entire they played like 63 games. So he I mean he played a little bit but um Yeah, so he nothing essentially a, nothing equivalent to what they spent. Like yeah, I mean of, he he played on average bad. 18 minutes essentially. That uh, is efficient spending. Yes, very efficient spending. Um, and so, like, 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 Jaden Sancho, I, I, he didn't play that much under Ole. Has not played that much under Eric Ten Hag. They paid all this money, and he just hasn't done anything. Um, Anthony, they spent all this money, and Anthony, like, the only time I've seen him do anything relatively threatening was in his very first game when he. Scored on his debut, and then um, during against Spurs when he hit the post. Other than that, I mean, dude is just useless. And now you've got allegations of domestic violence against Anthony. Now, I mean, yeah, what is going on, dude? 
Man, you knows how to pick them. Clearly, I mean, yeah, this is, I mean, this is ridiculous. The Mason Greenwood, it's more like Man, you knows how to develop them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just that is insane. That's two really in a row, and not two in a row, obviously, but two coming out like that is. Two more than you really want coming across your club at any time. That's, yeah. I mean, that's it's just wild. Um, He's already been dropped. Like, I know, I realize that these allegations are very early in the proceedings right now, and they are still very much allegations, but he's already, the Brazil team has already said he's he will be dropped or has been dropped. Really? So yeah. Anthony yeah. dropped from Brazil amid investigation. Yes, you are spot on. Insane. That is insane. I imagine United doing something like that. Um, yeah, so I, if this is the case, then I like like Ten Hag wanted Mason Greenwood back in the squad, and there was video, like there was audio evidence there. I mean, it, is this what do we, what do we think is going to come from? Do we think anything is going to come from this on Man U side? I mean, it, they would be complete idiots to not respond maybe a little bit faster than this uh, than they did with the Mason Greenwood remember, So, you know? uh, Do you remember when we talked about the Mason Greenwood thing and I said it was six months that they took? Yeah. Wasn't it, was it, eight, long? it was 18. Yeah. It was 18. That's if they take anywhere near that long to, to respond to this kind of thing again, I, I, I mean, like, where do you go from there? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> it's just, just what the fuck, Despicable, man. man. It's so fuck? gross. It's so nasty. And it's just like, like, I'm glad that, pe that, that victims are feeling empowered to speak up against these people. To be honest, and I and I think this this needs to happen. I think this needs to happen way more in in football if 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 this is prevalent. Um, but it's the it's imperative that the club reacts in a good way. You know, it's imperative. Because if the they club... don't, it discourages it. It discourages yeah. that process. Yeah. And, so and, like, and, and, and like Manu has an obligation here by I, I, I'm, I'm so uninspired by Manu's reaction to, to, um, the Mason Greenwood thing that I just, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen here. Their only, their argument from the Mason Greenwood thing was he was developed under their system. He had all like, like they, they had a responsibility to him since he had been with the club since he was like 10. Yeah. Anthony, yeah. Anthony hasn't. And Anthony is clearly not as good as they thought he was. So I, I wonder what they do. I wonder what they do with this. Um, It'll be interesting to watch. And then, yeah. And then kind of on top of all of this, you know, the Glazers quietly take Banyu off the market. So I didn't see this. When did this happen? Uh, I read this, I think it was either this morning or a day ago, but yeah, uh, the, the, the article had a photo of all the fans with their, you know, Glazers out signs up. And then, yeah, the headline was Glazers take Manu off the market and, you know, are no longer looking to sell. 
Manchester United share prices plummet amid reports that they have taken them off the market. Reported by NBC Sports, Sky Sports. That's just... It's a mess, Oh, my God. It's a mess. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, at least they're not Chelsea. Um, So, Chelsea has four points from 12. Um... With a win over Luton in there, which I'm not trying to do Luton dirty, but it, the one win over Luton in there. Um, do you think Pochettino could be gone by the end of the year? It it starts to become more realistic if. I want to say they lose. If they lose their next two, I think there's a solid chance he's gone before the end Who, of the year. Yeah. So I, I, I think regard like like I think he I think the he is in the hot seat right now. Uh, okay. So they've got sure. they've got Bournemouth coming up, and then they've got Villa. Hmm. And, and then, then they Brighton, hit and then Fulham. Yeah, those are the I next. I can see them games. losing to Villa and Brighton. I can see them losing to Bournemouth, to be honest. Really? Yeah, not Fulham, but I could see them losing to Bournemouth. If they lose two out of their next three, I think there's there's a solid chance. I think there's a solid chance, and then also just it just does not seem like anything is being well run over there. Uh, there's a clip going around of Poch's press conference and a, uh, uh, a reporter asks him about, uh, uh, Malang Sar, I believe is how you pronounce that. Yeah. And Poch, Poch clear, looks at the reporter and goes, who? (laughs) And clearly just has no idea. And the reporter rephrases the question, says the name again, and, and I'm, he goes, he, he basically, he has no idea. He goes, I'm sorry, I, I don't know who that is. This is a defender on Chelsea currently making 100000 a week, $5 million a year, and they don't even know he's there. I mean, genuinely, there are Liverpool starters on hundred k a week. There are some that, that might not even be on that. That is insane. What is going on over there? Uh, I, I do, I am baffled at like like this is next level stuff he does a double take he's so shocked he's just kind of like we have a player that i don't know about making a hundred thousand a week what (laughs) oh my god well and so this goes i'm gonna i'm gonna switch up the points here this goes to the question is like like what really is the end goal of chelsea right now because they've brought in, even under Pochettino, they've brought in so many fucking people. Like, so many people. And all, they've paid exor- absorbent, exorbitant? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, amounts for these players. And it's like, okay, like, how do you expect to one turn a profit on these players and how do you expect expect to balance the books 
on some level with these players. I mean, like, yeah, you've done some 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 cheeky financial loophole with the contracts you've given out, but you have you are paying like you're paying Mikhailo Mudrik. I think it's like eighty million over the next seven years. Yeah, eight years. And so, if you're paying him that. Say he say he completely reverses and he ends up being an amazing talent. You've still paid $180 million to a player. No one is going to pay, like in no way is Mikhailo Mudrik over $150 million or like over $100 million. You say how you get your money out of that investment. How do you get your money out of that? Like where where do they start making their money back here? And I guess I, I, I guess the way they see it is like they get it back in goals and success. But if the player doesn't pan out, you're not even getting that. You know? No, but that's the thing. Like, like, like you've tied up so many slots on your team to these long contracts that if it doesn't work, how are you going to remedy this? I mean, it's just like, and where are you? Where are you going to show a profit at all? Like most teams, ninety percent of the teams, ninety nine percent of the teams in the um, top division of of the top five leagues make their profits from from um, player sales. I mean, that's that's the way that you make money at the top division. And if you can't sell your players either because they don't want to leave because they're guaranteed an insane amount of money over the next 40 years, like Bobby Bonilla, then, like, if they don't want to leave or you just can't you can't turn a profit on it. It's, I, what if, I, what if I don't this know. is just the next – what if this is just – and this is pure speculation here, but we've seen it happen before already in the, in the, the offseason prior to this. What if this is just the first phase of uh, of the bigger plan, where the only the only league or only teams that are going to be able to afford bringing in these Chelsea players on the back end of their long contracts is Saudi Arabia, and because they're already kind of colluding in terms of Chelsea selling all their players to these teams, what if that's the plan all along, and they're just no, going to offload again? To, I'm saying, man, what if come that's been the plan on. this whole time? What if they're saying Take we can lap. do this? Take we a can lap. do this because we know these teams in Saudi Arabia are going to come in and swoop in and swoop in and buy them. No, no, dude, no, no, no. I, I would not be surprised. I would not be no, surprised. no, that's that's too cynical for me. That's too cynical. Mudrik to Al Had. I don't know, man. I could see for four hundred million. Yeah, there yeah, you go. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God forbid. No, all right. I, I'm, I'm. That's a cursed take, and I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to continue on that one. Um, we'll see what they end up doing. Um, I think these next couple. I, I'm really curious about these next couple of windows for them. Um, Nicholas Jackson. I want to talk about a specific player here. Nicholas Jackson. Do you think he is good? He's Sorry, the uh, he's he's the striker. <laughs> yeah, he's the new striker that they yeah, didn't they recently yeah. they recently they brought got him from Villarreal. Yeah, yeah. 
I really don't know a whole lot about him, to be honest, because I haven't been watching much Chelsea of late. I have, um, because I love schadenfreude. Um, Nicholas Jackson <laughs> is, uh, he's a decent player. He's had good link-up play, and he's had good um, hold-up play. Uh, but he is not scoring goals. And if there's one thing a striker should probably do, especially in this Chelsea system, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you three guesses here, Ted. Mm. It's uh, score defense. goals. Score goals. Um, oh, yeah, you were close. My- you were close. Yeah. Um, and I I fear for him. I do. I fear for his ability. It's okay though, because he's only on six and a half years, seven years, uh, whatever he's on. I don't know what his contract is. Dude, I fear for any emerging talent on this Chelsea team. Like, it's it's really just a crapshoot. Ro- like, they signed. A, like, they signed Romeo Lavia. Keep that in mind. They signed Romeo Lavia from Liverpool, and he. I don't think he's made the bet. Like, oh yeah, Nicholas Jackson. Yeah, he's on an eight-year contract. Um, so he'll be he'll be out of there in no time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean he'll be he'll be cooking. Yeah. No. If there's one thing that you love to see is your lead striker is your is a striker on an eight year contract that can't score. It's amazing. Um. Yeah. So they lost to Nottingham Forest this past uh, week, and. God, that was great. Nowhere to be found on the bench is Romeo Lavia, one of their signings. Um, yeah, it just says lacking match fitness when he's already played two games this year underneath um, Russell Martin at Southampton. So, yeah, so they so paid they nice paid sixty million for a guy who hasn't made the bench in two games. <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on. Right, like, what are we doing here? Um, well, it's, it's Chelsea right now, man. We shall see what happens with Chelsea. Um, Nicholas Jackson, I fear for you. I do. All right. Um, we talked about buy two crisis clubs, get one free. The one that we're getting free is uh, Newcastle. Newcastle, who started the season with a 5-1 win against Unai Emery's Aston Villa, has comfortably their worst game of this season uh, this past weekend, um, where they lost 3-1 to Brighton and did not look good at all in the process. They also, and I know it's been a couple weeks since we recorded, um, they lost a little 2-1 game to a 10-man Liverpool. Shout out, you Reds. Um <laughs> What uh? You wanna, do you, you have? Wanna go out and, do you want to gush a little bit about that game before we uh? Uh no, I'm. Like, I talk about Darwin Nunez here in a bit, so uh, okay, okay. don't worry about that. Um, I don't really have anything to note about Newcastle. I I think Eddie Howe has gotten out coached in two games so far: the Man City and the Liverpool game. And I remember talking about this last year, and I was worried that. Eddie Howe wasn't going to be able to translate to the top level of the game. And I'm wondering about how you, if you feel like something else is afoot here, if you're worried about Eddie Howe or, or anything else. I I really don't know if I put it all on Eddie Howe. Um, 
I expected some level of regression from Newcastle this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know what it was going to look like, but mm-hmm. I, I expected a lot of regression to the norm from a few teams, and Newcastle was one of them. Um, yeah, Chelsea was whether... one too. I'm expecting them to regress even more. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. You're good. Um, I again, I don't put it all on Eddie Howe. I think this is just kind of. I think Newcastle were riding high. I think they were playing confident, and I think reality has set in a little bit. Um, that being said, if the slide continues, then maybe your 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 theory there on Eddie's tact or Howe's tactics kind of holds a little bit more water. But I I don't put it all there right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, you're nicer than I am, so uh, it's because you haven't <laughs> played them yet, and uh, Eddie Howe's assistant coach is a douche canoe, so. I am, I am all about uh, them getting raked over the fire. Uh, okay, uh, one to three. Um, who do you think is most likely to get fired? To who is least likely? Man, right now, I put Potch at the top. I put Man U. I put Ten Hag probably second, and then I put Eddie at, at third in order from most likely to least likely. So I will put, I'm going to put man, I'm going to put 10 hog first, to be honest. Really? Yes. Because I could see man, you doing some stupidly rash shit. And Todd Bowley waited forever to fire Graham Potter. Uh, when it was apparent that they were really bad. And so if he fires Pochettino as well, I I just, I don't know where they go from there. And it's like, that is a very scary proposition for them. Um, because it's not like, like, this isn't the Chelsea of like 2005, 2006, where they had a bunch of like prime talents like they weren't developing players they had prime prime talents and they were right buying now they have young unproven assets yes they were buying established talents and they were just win now win now win now and they could bring in people like Mourinho like Conte um who were win now coaches um and they like 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 Conte is on the market right now if Poch got fired Conte would be such a terrible person to bring in here because he would destroy Conte, that team. He hates develop. Like he just doesn't develop players. Let's hand him a team full of youngsters who exactly. we've locked in for eight exactly. years. <laughs> I mean, it's just like I just don't know. Don't know where you go from here. Um, so I would say Chelsea. I would say Chelsea second, and Eddie Howe. I think Eddie Howe will get the season regardless. Uh, as long as they, I I think he can get. I think he can get good games out of them towards the end of the season, but or, or like like towards the lower half of the table. But I think they'll be a bit of a flat track bully, and I think they'll get bullied in in top games. Um, so we'll see. Um, who do you think is most likely not to make Europe? I mean, it's hard not to answer Chelsea for both of these. Really, I just think they are. It really, really just such a dumpster fire right now, and and at least Man U, I feel like can at least like squeak out a game here and there. You think Newcastle is more like or more likely to make Europe than Chelsea? Right now, absolutely. Are wow. you kidding me? 
like no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Okay. How about yeah. you? I mean, do you? Do you do I think it's Newcastle. I think it's Newcastle, to be honest. But honestly, Chelsea is. I might be giving Chelsea a bit too much credit. I mean, Chelsea, like when che- when we played Chelsea, Chelsea looked good for the bulk of the middle of the game. Uh, when West Ham played mean? Chelsea, they looked really good from minute 15 to until Enzo Fernandez missed the penalty kick uh, right before halftime. Um, Luton, they won three nothing. I I'm not gonna count that game. And then and then Forest. I mean, I I love Nottingham Forest so much because they just like they just get goals. I don't get it, dude. I, they just get goals. Like I'm never worried about a, a new Nottingham Forest game finishing zero zero right now because I know they're just gonna get one. And it's just like they're just gonna it's shit gonna out from somewhere. Somebody's know, gonna get a goal. Like especially Taiwo and he like he's gonna get a goal and then it's just how like how do you get around that? I don't know how you play a team that's just so certain to get a goal that like they are. Um, I love it. Um, yeah, I I think personally I think Newcastle is less likely to make Europe, but Chelsea is not far far behind. Um, okay. Uh, some quick uh quick tidbits here. Cristiano Ronaldo is set to be the first is the first player to reach the 850 goals milestone and i just want to ask the question to the general community are we fucking serious here i mean i mean come on like a dude banging him in for fun in saudi arabia there's like like i'm i'm like let's get erling holland to go to like the faroe islands and just set like set the first person to score two thousand goals. <laughs> I think what we do is we take it the other direction. I say every goal you score in Saudi Arabia is like half a goal. You know, I I mean it's just <laughs> like like I it's just, like we cannot use. I'm just, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that because I don't want to discredit other leagues. Like like it, but. I don't think this should be something that's like top of his resume. I'm just saying like how many of these goals have come in Saudi Arabia? I, I I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious here. How many of these goals have come in Saudi Arabia? Cause I think he didn't want to set this record in Saudi Arabia. He clearly no. wanted to. All right. So the last 20 were in, no, just kidding. Yeah, no, sorry. The last 20 were in Saudi Arabia. So, I mean, he scored 830 outside of that. So, Still pretty uh, impressive. That is still impressive. I will give him that, but... I, I still hate the guy. I still hate the guy. Um, uh, An interesting line that I saw on this, and something worth noting, is that Holland and Mbappe would both have to play another 17 years... With fifty goals every year to get to eight hundred and fifty, that is a lot. A long time. Hey, but you know the way Holland Chelsea can get that. <laughs> just just go to Chelsea, sign two contracts, two new deals, and you're you're basically there. No, you just but gotta work no, on fifty goals. But yeah, you just have to score fifty goals in that Chelsea team. Good luck. <laughs> They didn't even score 50 goals as an entire team last year. 
So, um, I want to talk about Kai Havertz real quick. Did you see his miss over the weekend? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did see that miss. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? He slipped on a banana peel, man. Uh, do you remember? <laughs> do you remember us talking about the MLS All Star Volley thing with Kai Havertz? Uh, he he was the only he was the first person to ever compete in the volley competition and not make a single shot in oh, in the MLS All Stars. Yes, this was like preseason, right? Yes, they were this over was here. preseason. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember this. Turns that's out, hilarious. I mean, he practices like he plays. I mean, that's <laughs> just that's that's Dude, wow. I, I mean, I, do I've been hearing some rumblings that they're they're fed up. That the fans are fed up. Do you think Arsenal he deserves? Fans? Do you think? Yeah, Arsenal fans. Do you think he deserves patience? Dude, I feel like I've been watching him do this, this like, this song and dance for years at this point. I really don't know why they brought him in. I I don't know if I've they ever paid seen sixty the guy. million for him. I know. I don't know if I've ever seen the guy like function correctly in a system where I've been like, okay this really this works that's what he does like i don't think i've ever been been watching either a chelsea game or an arsenal game where he's in and and been like yeah that he's you know he's a good player he's he's really impacting this game yeah i i i i don't get it i don't get it um i don't know we'll we'll see but this miss was this miss was uh, genuinely you think he deserves patience i don't give a shit to be honest I don't. I don't care if Chelsea fans want to give it to him or not. Um, I think they've got the pieces to play without him. I think it would be interesting to see him do well. Uh, but I just think I think Arsenal as a whole right now don't look as good as they did last year. So, um, <laughs> and I really like like Liverpool looked really good this weekend, and we'll talk about them in a bit. Um, but I like I'm just this this. Three two four one or this three box three midfield where a fullback inverts. Like I feel like it's like fetch in Mean Girls. Like stop trying to make it a thing. It's not going to be a thing. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm just. I, it just leaves a lot of weaknesses at the back, and so i am not wholly convinced by it and it's just a way to pigeonhole kai havertz like you could totally just have another like defender in here why are we trying to pigeonhole kai havertz that's, I, that's I what i'm saying like why are why are we trying to shoehorn kai havertz into the system like it just it, yeah. it doesn't he doesn't need it i don't know maybe he'll start banging him in but we'll see maybe um ted i want a darwin nunez apology right now yeah, he's all right, I guess. I love this man <laughs> so much. That game was incredible. The Newcastle game? Yes, the Newcastle yes, game. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Two shots. That first shot, I genuinely thought it was going wide. I did not think that was going in. And he, and he just hits it in perfectly off the post. I mean, it was just such an insane angle. Powers it right by Nick Pope. The second one, you knew, just was going in. Like, you knew it was going in. Um, Ted can attest to this, that we were watching this game together. I was, I was brutally hungover, uh, not in a good mood. And when Van Dyke got sent over, sent off, I was the moodiest little bitch 
<laughs> that could possibly have been. And immediately my mood turned around with these. I mean, I just Dude, like he is. Dude, rage quit Xbox Live Party Chat. <laughs> I literally like we were playing Rocket League, and I had to stop playing. I had to stop playing because I was just I I like was I was shaking with excitement and adrenaline from from my boy Nunez. Um, he um. He's just he's just amazing. In the in this past weekend uh, against Aston Villa, he hit the post twice and missed a sitter on the far post once. But the one post that he hit, it went off of Matty Cash and went into the net. So that was the second goal. And the third goal happens off of a corner where Darwin Nunez flicks it on to Mosala. So I mean, like you will get people out here who are going to continue those those Darwin Nunez meme pages and post all of his misses. Uh, if they want to pull that from this game, that's fine. But uh, the two of these three, two two of the three goals don't happen without him. And so, like, like I think Gakpo is I think Gakpo is a really good resource to have, uh, and I'm I am excited by him. But I think I like I just like Nunez is just when he's gonna like he could have had he could have had four goals this game, to be honest. And so I guess this is kind of what you were you've been you've been saying since y'all brought him in was that you know he gets into these great positions and it's really just the the end product that he's still working on right and theoretically that's something you can improve at right. Like, yeah, I mean, like you can't like like his ability to get into positions. Also, his build up play has gotten better. He's doing a, a pretty good job with his link up play, and it's it's clear that he's working on it. Um, but I mean, you like like the amount of chances he missed last season, like was memed to oblivion. But like genuinely, the only other striker that got into as many like legitimate positions as him was Holland. I mean, he's yeah. just got he he just is a striker. He's a striker through and through, and he just he he gets into the places that you need him to get into, and he will abuse any back line that that tries to tries to play any tricks with him. So, um, I hope From he keeps starting. From one player to another, how about the uh, the other new the other new? Uh, say his name. name. Say try and say his name. Try and say his name. Dominic Sabazlai. Close, close. Sobus lie. Sobus lie. Sobus lie. Sobus lie. Um. Either way. Thoughts on is, him? He is good. amazing. He is so fucking good. He's just such. He is the eight that we wanted when Steven Gerrard left. I mean, he is incredible. Um. I. I mean, did did you see the goal that he scored at three minutes in? I don't think I did. No. You no, should go and look up his goal from this game. I'll send you the link. It I'll pull is it up right now. gorgeous. It is insane. His positioning is incredible. His recovery rate is insane. His heat map is literally just making the pitch red. He is all over the place. He is a, and he can play another 90 after the game. Like there's no reason to sub him off. He has energy for days. He's a great attacking talent. I, I mean, he's just, he's, he, I, I love this guy. He's so good. Um, 
he was played as a 10. He was played as like a second striker slash a winger at, at Leipzig. And his ability to, to transition into and do an eight is just, I did not expect it to go this well. But he's got two man of the, ma- two man of the match performances in four games at Liverpool. I mean, it's just crazy. That's pretty remarkable considering everybody on that list. Yes. Yes. Considering everyone on that team. I was going to say, cause I mean, cause I mean, Nunez has been playing great. Uh, uh, Luis Diaz has been playing great. I feel like he's been electric every time I see him on the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, Trent had a really good game against Aston Villa, but I mean, so was I still got it. Um, huh. I mean, it's just like like good for him. Yeah, yeah. He's just he's he's a great talent, and I think he might end up being a steal at seventy million. To be honest, which I don't think you can really say, but um, yeah. So uh, on to uh, on to the boys in white or the boys in the boys in beige. I don't know. I don't know. What to well, the boys in blue this weekend. Boys in blue this weekend. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, man. I first off, before we before we get into that game, I just would say three hat tricks in one weekend. That's uh, that's something. Yes, that's and something. Uh, one of those hat tricks being against Newcastle was magnificent. Nice. Yes, love love Brighton beating Newcastle. That was fun to watch. There were there were a lot of good results this weekend. That there were. This was a good weekend of <laughs> a good two, good past two weekends of of ball for sure. Yep. But uh, yeah, Sonny got his man, and man, that felt so good to watch. Yeah, anytime Sun does anything good and gets the recognition and the credit for it, it's just it's so nice. Pedro Poro's ball over the top to put mm-hmm. him through, like he was doing it all day. Well, all right, like he here's the it, thing. He, you go. He, he'd done it like three times. He'd done that that mm-hmm. same ball three or four times. Once Sun had a very like one of the worst first touches I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. The second time, like, I think there might have been two. There might have been two bad touches, one that took it to the keeper and one that uh, uh, just didn't didn't come off quite quite right and was given away. But Poro was doing this ball all day long, and the, the third one absolutely just hit him in stride. He took, like, the slightest of touches and put it away. It was, it was beautiful. Um, but, yeah, what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say that the build-up play for the Pedro Poro goal was... Oh, yeah. Or, or for the Sun goal where Pedro Poro sends it to him over top. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It it You have a line here, and I, I think it's a great point. How is this the same team that was under Conte? It's it's so crazy to watch, man. Like, like where is we, in, in a situation where, you know, we're trying to pass out of the back. We'll give it to, last year we'd give it to Romero. He would maybe pass it to one of the other center backs a couple times and then we'd pass it to Hoybier. He'd try to turn, fail, turn back towards our own goal, pass it backwards to a wing back, uh, and then just lo- we'd lose the ball in our own half and it would go downhill from there. This this time it's like we got we got we got Basuma in the midfield. We got Madison in the midfield now. We got Which Sar in Basuma the midfield. was still there. I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, Basuma at that point had like the towards the end when things started to kind of fall off. Basuma had been, uh, he might have been injured, but he was not a consistent starter. He was not uh, an established uh, midfielder in that lineup. It was Hoyvier, and uh, I guess at the time Ben Picker was injured, so it would have been would have been Skip potentially. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a mess. My point being, this team is largely made up still of players we 
we had on the team, with the exception of uh, Solomon and Mickey Vandeven, which understandably is a, a a big change. But like we had we had all these players last year, and this there was team, no and, and reason that, that 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 y'all were an eighth. Like I mean, just you guys let like we're just so bad last year. To be honest, I mean, it was like, so the, awful. It was stale. It didn't. There was no creativity. There was no forward momentum in our in our buildup or any sort of aggression. And there were no goals. Or, or like there were no that, points either. I mean, like had, you just we weren't getting doubled. Points. We doubled our we've doubled our xG our average xG as a team since last year i looked at the numbers for this i read an article about it i can't i I don't have a source for you i should have put it in here but literally about doubled our xg per game it's insane it's it's absolutely nuts and uh yeah man it was so fun to watch i tell you what (laughs) i i romero goal had me out of my chair pumping my fist in the I'll be honest, like I like watching Spurs has been very enjoyable. Like, like, like I just really like the way Ange Postacoglu plays. I watched him at Celtic. I, I, I was around before he got popular. Um, <laughs> um, but like, it's he's just it's just so nice to watch his his team. I'm glad I'm glad he's doing well. And it's crazy to hear all the Spurs fans like like. Just reveling oh. about this man. I mean, it's everyone insane. just He's like, especially especially when they announced him. <laughs> when they announced him, and everyone was like, "Who the fuck is this Australian?" Or not everyone, yep. but a lot of people, a lot of were, people like, were though. Yeah. Were like, "Who the fuck is this Australian?" Now they are like creaming themselves over him. Oh, it's so good, man! It's so good, and and I I, I want to give Ange a lot of credit for it, but also like James Madison has been instrumental i mean in that that will be done. that that will be one of the signings of the season i mean he's, he's so good dude i don't he's get insane he's so i have good. no idea how we got him for that price but um yeah so i mean i'm ecstatic i've i don't know if i've enjoyed watching spurs play soccer more than this at any point during my tenure watching them to be honest um i do want to say little little note on burnley here i was listening to um a fellow, uh, not, I'm not going to say we're associated or anything, but another podcast um, talking about the game and, and, you know, what Burnley was doing and, you know, why they potentially uh, struggled against us when they've given us trouble in the past. Um, and I wanted your take on it as well. What do you, like, where does company kind of go from here? Because there's, there's kind of worries creeping in now that maybe his tactics and his approach doesn't translate to the Premier League. Um but what, do you think that carries any weight? Do you think that's an issue? Do you think they should be worried about? See, like I think his tactics will translate. I just don't think he has the players for it. Um, yeah. I I think with him not changing now um, makes me think that he won't change at all, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. because it like, like I, I heard, I've heard a lot. I don't know that much about Vincent company, but I heard that he doesn't like to compromise on his tactics a lot. Like Ange, he wants to play that he wants the way that he wants to play. And so he's going to stick to that. And I'm, I'm wondering if, if, if they just stick with that, I also think I I think I think they can do well. I mean, I feel like Burnley's had a bit of a 
bit of a tough run, to be honest. Um, and I think they, I'm yeah, like it, it's it's Man City, Villa, um, and Tottenham. So I mean, like those are three pretty tough games, to be honest. Sure. And and Spurs, I think Spurs. I think Spurs are gonna gonna fall off at some point. To be honest, I don't think we've like, had a pretty easy run the past three games. We've got one more easy one in Sheffield. I think you're still like you're we... still like you're still playing above expectations, even with the the games that you've had. But like I I, I think like they have a run of of they have Forest next, then they have Man U. Then they'll have Newcastle, Chelsea. So, like, their next three Premier League games, or their next four, are Forest, Man U, N- Newcastle, and Chelsea. They're, they're, I mean, that's still a pretty difficult that is, run. That is brutal it's, run. But then... Unless unless Chelsea and Man U just continue now, to not be good. But, like, even let's, like, even let's say that that's the rest of their run, right? Like, let's say that that's their run. Like, say that those those teams perform to the level that we expect them to. After that, they've got Brentford, Bournemouth, Crystal Palace, Arsenal, West Ham, Sheffield United, and Wolves, Brighton, Everton, and Fulham. So in that span, there's Arsenal and Brighton. All the rest of those games, I mean, I I would I could definitely see them putting in a performance. I mean, like they're getting the hard games out of the way early. They're they're second half to the first half of the season. So I guess their second quarter of the season is 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 prime for them i feel like so um i don't think i'm 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 gonna be hesitant to say anything about company to be honest until december like really until the new year i i feel like i feel like it's a wash until he gets uh four four games like at their level so Okay, that's a fair take. Um, okay, I want to talk about um, the the teams in Europe, mainly because I know we won't have to talk about Tottenham in this section. Um, <laughs> so, Ted, I want to keep, keep in mind, I want you to tell me which group you think is the worst one out of the Champions League ones, and then which one is the worst one out of the Europa League ones, and then I want you to give me a preliminary on who you think is going to make it win something in Europe this year. Uh, okay. So Man U has Bayern, Copenhagen, and Galatasaray, who have picked up a lot of, a lot of teams. But um, I don't know. I, I, I would back Man U to come out of there. Galatasaray made a lot of signings this year, to be honest. So um, who knows? Um, I think, yeah. All right. You, you want to do it group by group? or do no, you no, no. You go. Okay. If you've got something to say, you you got it. I was just gonna say. So I think uh, I think uh, Bayern and Galatasaray make it out of this group specifically because Galatasaray just signed uh, an explosive duo of players. Uh, you may have heard of them. They just picked up uh, Davison Sa- Davinson Sanchez. And, uh, <laughs> oh no! Way. Uh, 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 and that's not even the most impressive one. No they just way. also bundled him with Tangi on the belly. No, so they're they winning didn't. the Champions no, League. No, they didn't. They did, man. Oh, they did. Oh my god, that's not real. So they're taking the group. Uh, <laughs> Bayern probably 
takes first place in that group i have to imagine man you is gonna flame out uh, dude i could i could honestly <laughs> see man you back in europe back in europa league to be honest yeah i don't know i <laughs> like i see that like they they can definitely make it out of here but um i could totally see uh wilfred zaha sending them sending them back down to the europa league um Arsenal, realistically though you, realistically though Bayern menu you think Bayern menu I think Bayern menu but I could totally see Galatasaray getting second as well yep, um, yep. Arsenal Arsenal have Sevilla PSV and Lons so I heard a lot of people saying that Arsenal like like hyping up Arsenal's group and saying this is a dope group for them I think they're really underrating the teams in this group I mean like I Sevilla Sevilla's no pushover Lons is no pushover either no, I mean, I mean, Lons has not done well to start the season, and they lost a lot of their players. But you know, I, I, who knows, man? A team with their first ter- time in Europe, you never know. And PSV, I mean, PSV is a pretty solid team. They also have three Americans on their team right now, so we gotta, we gotta back them. Um, I think Arsenal are pretty set to make it out of this group, though, for sure. Yeah, who do you think takes second out of these three? I think it depends on I think it depends on Sevilla's uh Sevilla's skill, but we all know Sevilla likes the Europa League, so I would pick PSV. Yeah, I think I go Sevilla. Lons is is a wild card here. I really don't know what to expect from them, to be honest. So um who knows? Uh I will tell you what group I am not uh I would not be excited about is <laughs> Newcastle have PSG Dortmund and AC Milan. Wow. Shout out Pete. Shout out Pete. Wow. <laughs> uh, that, that's a fun one. Say a prayer. <laughs> I mean, like, if we're talking about if we're talking about Eddie Howe getting out coached in the Premier League, granted it's Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola, but I don't know, man. I mean <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Uh, so i mean all right so realistically i'm thinking newcastle if if they make it out they're coming in second that's the way i see it i do not think they make it out of this group i that's that's what i'm saying and here's the this is the insane part is like one of these teams won't be in europe at all like lot, one of yeah. these teams will finish fourth <laughs> and not get any Europe whatsoever. Holy shit! I mean, it, this is going to be insane, PSG, though. I mean, no European football. Oh my god! <laughs> I I want Newcastle. I, Newcastle is going to finish in one of the spots just so PSG finishes fourth. I would love it. Um, the this is this is the group of all groups. If you are a a, a sucker like me for a great atmosphere. You've got St. James's Park. You've got Le, Le Parc de Prince. You've got uh, Signal Iduna with the twenty-five thousand person yellow wall in Dortmund, and then you've got the San C- and then you've got San Siro in yeah. in Milan. Um, I mean, this is it's just it's great atmospheres all around. This is gonna be this is gonna be a banger of a group. Uh, Okay, Man City have Leipzig, Red Star, group down here, and Young Boys. <laughs> what the fuck is this group, dude? What the fuck is this? 
pathetic. I'm How happy Man Man City isn't in the PSG Dortmund Milan group. I I'm happy Newcastle is in that one because <laughs> there's just so much up in the air there. But um, yeah, I don't I, think we even need to talk about. Yeah, this I'm not even gonna waste brain power. On it. I think it's probably pretty easy to say who has the toughest group here. Um, who do? You, and I think it's probably pretty easy to say who has the easiest group. I don't know. Yeah, any any yeah. final thoughts on Champions League? <laughs> not really no i'm excited for it that's about yeah, it yeah i'm gonna be watching that that newcastle group like a hawk yeah for sure yep um okay europa league west ham have olympiacos sc Freiburg. Freiburg? no that's not how you say it. uh <laughs> tsc bacha bot it's got the 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 carrot on top of the sea i don't know topola, topola. from from serbia <laughs> Brighton, I'm just going to read through these groups. Brighton have Ajax, Marseille, and AK Athens, and Liverpool have LASK from uh, Poland, I think. Uh, Union saint joie from Belgium, and Toulouse from France. Do they do group of deaths in uh, Europa League? I, I, there... think, I think Brighton's got it. I would say it'd be that middle one, yeah. Yeah, I would say Brighton's got it. That's pretty rough. Um... I think they can make it out of this group, though. No, I, I, I think as well. Um, Ajax and Marseille, those are the obviously the two I'd be wor- worried about. Um, I, on a, I don't know anything about. Two that. more great environments to play in uh, in Europe. I mean, maybe not Marseille. They like to throw things on the field a bit too much. Um, <laughs> but this is gonna. That's gonna be a great group, and uh, there's gonna like. I think there's a serious chance that. Ajax and or, or like Ajax or Marseille could go could go down. To be honest, both of them did not have great years last year. Marseille's not starting too hot right now. Ajax isn't starting too hot right now. So you never know. Um, so Toulouse and Lask take this third group, right? Oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> dude. For sure, dude. No, we're gonna start. We're we're gonna start the third stringers, and and we'll be good in this group. I think this is a really favorable group for us. I'm I'm really happy with this group. Um, I wish we had a good atmosphere for one of the games. I think I don't know if we're really gonna get a big atmosphere out of any of these games, but um. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you think West Ham has any trouble getting out of that group? They might. I Freiburg is pretty good, to be honest. Freiburg, Freiburg are a pretty solid team, and and Olympiacos. Don't trust. Don't don't doubt the Greeks in Europe. To be honest, don't doubt the Greeks. Um, they like them, Panathinaikos. They all have they all have good pedigree in in Europe. And and there are a lot of Greek teams out in in Europa League this season, so so I would I would be care I'd be wary of underrating underrating the Greek teams. Um, but that being said, I still think I still think um, West Ham can can make it out of this group, especially they with the, pretty, se- the start that solid. they've had. Yeah, the start yeah. that they've had. They're playing good tournament football as well, like the the break playing on the counter and stuff like that. Um, so. Uh, what uh, what team do you think has the best chance of doing something in Europe this year? Overall, like entire, like all yeah. of Europe? Or oh no, just... no, sorry, sorry. Aston Villa, we we forgot about Aston Villa. Sorry, Aston Villa fans. Aston Villa has Europa Conference League. They have AZ, AZ, Alkmaar, Legia, Warsaw, and 
HSK Zrinsky? Zrinsky? I don't know. It's a Bosnia and Herzegovinian Herzegovinian club. Um, I think Astonville are going to be just fine in Europe. I I don't think there's any. Yeah. I I don't have anything to say on that other than... I. That's all. That's about all I have to say about that. Um, yeah, I just really want to hear you say Liverpool have the best chance. That's really. That's really it. That's all I want. So you can just say it, and we can move on. I actually like Brighton. I think. Oh, eat shit. <laughs> I like right. Brighton, man. Nah, Go goals. No, you're literally <laughs> just being a contrarian dickhead. All right. Um, Liverpool would be my second choice. I've got quote of the week for you and the quote of the week is i feel bad for them i would be fuming after this as well it must be a horrible feeling when holland said this in the post-match interview referring to one of his own one of his goals that he scored against fulham (laughs) imagine scoring so many fucking goals that you feel so comfortable going on air and just being like yeah one probably shouldn't have counted I mean, what the fuck, dude? What? Yeah. I'm blown I, somewhere away. somewhere when he said that Mar- Marco Silva's head exploded. So, <laughs> I uh, 100%. I I think he might be banned from the stadium next next to be honest. <laughs> if it's still standing. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's just wow. I I I can never imagine scoring that many goals. Um uh, good for him. Um good for him. Anyway. Uh, that's good. Um, Been a good pot. Yeah, yeah. Why don't yeah. you why don't you tie tie us off here, Ted? Put a bow on I, it. I, I will. I will. Uh, why don't you dot our T's and cross our eyes? Now that we've dotted, why don't you wrap this up? Put a bow on it. And I already said that. All right. Well, now that we've gotten the correct email, you can reach us at podcast at gmail dot com. The, the boot pod on Twitch. And the Boot and Hearth podcast on Discord. Well, thank everyone, you guys for joining us and listening. Yes, thank you for joining us. Uh, be sure to uh, reach out to Ted. Reach out to that email when Tottenham lose. Uh, I guess. I guess it's the international break this weekend, so we won't have any games. Uh, oh wait, wait. Are you sure? It is the international break this weekend. We Crap. have no games. That's. So it's a good thing we went on we we missed last week and to record this week only to have absolutely fucking nothing to talk about next week. Um all right, well thank you everyone and we'll talk to you later. Bye.